pimpin', baby. Hello and welcome everybody to Halos on Tap, episode 4. I'm your host, Sean Feeney. Here's my co-host. I'm Mr. Hallett. This is uh, this is the end of spring training for us. We're diving into the regular season, both uh, in terms of baseball and our and our podcast. So. Oh yes, we are just we are just hitting our stride here um, as the regular season starts. Uh, we're going to call the first three episodes our spring training as well. Um, thanks to everybody who's joined us on this journey. We look to you know keep you entertained on Angels Baseball. Um, in the room, we also got producer Q. What's up, fellas? And intern Casey Steve. Happy baseball season. We are here. It is opening day eve. It is. This is. I've been salivating all week like Pavlov's, uh, Pavlov's baseball dog. Just so ready for this season. Um, it's it's almost gotten to the level of being inappropriate. How much? How inexci- How excited I am for this season. Um, we're we're ready to go. You know when you grow up and you, you're excited for that Christmas day, it's, it really changes. You know you're not a kid anymore when the most exciting day of the year is opening day. It is. Uh, come March 31st, April 1st every year, you know, right around that time, it's, I get misty-eyed watching spring training highlight clips, just getting excited for the baseball season because it's back. Excited for a, uh, a very interesting baseball season from our Angels, we hope. Yeah. Um, what did, That's why we're here. You know, we, we talked a lot about the offseason here the last couple of weeks, and you know we've had a little bit more hype than we've had in a very long time. A lot more to, hype. To yeah. game one, which is tomorrow. Start is 105, or 1235 or 105. 105. 105. It's, uh, it's always conveniently right in the middle of the workday for all of us fans. Yeah, it is a bummer. I will be watching at work. I, w- I will be as well. The... Uh, the high schoolers are going to have to just wait. And those, of course, are the high schoolers I teach. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's dive into some segments. Yeah, today we're going to just kind of kick it off with a little uh, recap on spring training. We had a man in the field out there this last weekend out in Tempe. And that was, that was actually me. Uh, I, I came away with five key takeaways from my time at spring training. I'll, first of all, Halos on Tap fans, I kept waiting. I was there in an angel shirt. No one approached me. You Dis- left him hanging. I, I sat there. I was, I was there at Tempe, Tempe Diablo both on Saturday, or Friday and Saturday. No one came up. No one recognized my face from the radio. Sad. A little bit disappointing. But so sad. By next year, I expect to be, to be swarmed by uh, adoring fans. But anyway, five key takeaways. Uh, number five, I'm going to work backwards here, Albert Pujols actually skinny let's go albert that's great news i thought it was a lot of hype to be honest with you we'd been hearing the reports had lost 12 to 15 pounds out of uh out of spring training i thought it all sounded too good to be true and then i saw the man in the flesh from the seventh row at tempe diablo and everything you've heard is true give me a comparable year what what kind of albert are we talking 2014 albert before ever I don't remember what he looked like 2012, 2013, but that's the Albert, I would imagine. Maybe even back to... NL like Central Albert Pujols? End of Cardinals tenure, Albert Pujols. The guy looks svelte. Don't get my hopes up right order. now. You can't do that. That's just mean. And it didn't hurt that in the second at bat, I saw him uh, crank a ball out of Tempe Diablo Stadium 
had to be at least 450 feet. It was one of those monster shots where he hit it, and it was just so loud. Everyone stood up immediately and just watched it go, including he didn't leave the batter's box for a solid four to five seconds. Just enjoying enjoying his stroke. Everyone, including Albert, enjoyed that home run. It was. Uh, that, that was the case, definitely. Um, so that's, that's... And if he can just... If he can hit 275... Uh, wow. You can't tempt me like that. Uh, we, got, uh, we would have... You I'd, know, be, I'd be more than misty-eyed, I'll tell you that. Justin Upton, Albert Pujols... Healthy-ish. Oof. Mike Trout. All right. Sounds good. Let's get to number four before I get too excited. The Angels lineup is stacked, top to bottom. It may not be of an Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox caliber, but the team is now full of tough outs. And to, to give you an idea, Angelton Simmons hit fifth last year. Had a career year. Sometimes he batted fourth. Yes, this is true. Uh, had a career year hitting last year. And this guy is now hitting eighth. This is a guy who put up a, like about a 280 average. It's an MVP vote. MVP had over votes. 50 extra base hits. He, fi- he finished eighth in MVP voting. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be batting eighth for us this year, to give you an idea. Kozart looks solid out of the spring. Kinsler looks solid out of the spring. Trout is going to be go- ungodly as always. Um, that, that lineup top to bottom, I think, is going to at least be tough outs. Which is so unbelievably exciting after watching, after seeing such a top-heavy lineup the past few years. And that it is exciting. It's going to be the pitching that it comes down to. We've said that since the get-go, but it, the lineup that we have this year is a top-middle-top-tier middle lineup, top-to-bottom, offensively. And the defense also is widely considered, I believe Fangraphs projected us to be number one in the MLB at defense this year. So... This is a team that's looking pretty solid top to bottom position-wise, and that was the second part of my number four takeaway was rotation, kind of iffy. I watched Tyler Skaggs' last spring training start, and it was kind of classic Skaggs where he nibbles a little too much, walks two guys in an inning, allows a blue pit, somehow only escapes with like one or two runs scored, but... That guy's, that guy's our number two starter. Our game two starter, I was just so, going to add, that is a um, bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays yeah, out. Yeah, uh, I mean, granted, I don't know who else you'd be throwing out there, but starting rotation... I think that, that Shoemaker. Shoe, Shoemaker's been really good at the latter half of the spring. Um, so anyway, that was take number four. Take number three is that the prospects, the highly touted prospects on the Angels farm system are for real. In the... Second game I went to at Tempe Diablo, they threw the likes of Joe Adele in there, who's pretty widely considered to be our non-Shohei top prospect. And yeah, number 64 in all of baseball, I believe. Right. Yeah, Brand- Brandon Marsh, who didn't crack the top 100 this year, but is in our top five. Just, just to get you excited, this is going way too far into detail, but this guy came up with the bases loaded, and I guess I believe to be at least a major league pitcher, or maybe a triple A pitcher, and he's a guy who finished in rookie ball last year, waited out a three two curveball and just cranked it down the right field line. And I've never I this guy is fast too. Like flew in a third base, easy triple. Um, Joe Adele, absolute stallion on the base pass. They say he is um, probably the most all-around athletic person in that draft class. Yeah, he's, he's got... I think he was considered to have one of the highest ceilings in that draft class, and I got to see them play firsthand on Saturday. Those guys are going to be cornerstones of the Angels outfield by 2020, 2021 or so. 
We do uh, draft well, don't we? We've started to, under Epler. We've drafted really well. Okay. Uh, well, historically, I think we had a, a little bit of a. I mean, even Tony Regans, Regans, he he drafted well. I mean, you look at. I like the high risk, high reward guys yeah. at the top. I mean, that's well, how they're we drafting got athletes, and that's yeah. how you get guys like Marsh, Adele, Jones, who are guys who could have played college football. Yeah, don't forget we drafted Gene Segura, Patrick Corbin. Um, guys, we unwisely traded away. But yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, no, we the Angels have a history of pretty good scouting and drafting. Anyway, the prospects are for real. So if you didn't get happen to see them on TV, those guys are going to be fun to watch in three or four years. Number two. Otani's translator is the new Justin Bieber. That's, that was my... That guy gets followed around almost as much as Otani, and it could be the fact that he's pretty much always walking with Otani. But he's got the Bieber haircut. Apparently he's already getting his own social media presence. He's, he's a figure to watch. I need to follow that man on Twitter right That's now. That's right. Yeah, Speaking t- of Twitter, follow us at Halos on Tap. Plug. That was... A shameless plug. Shameless plug. That was an insult to shameless. To say that was a shameless plug is an insult to shameless plugs. But yeah, that's fine. You know, we we are in the the business of of no free ads. So anyway, watch out for Shohei's translator. That guy's a star in the making. And that brings me to number one, which is Angels fans. I think I went to spring training last year too, and Angels fans are stoked on this team way more than they were last year. To give you an idea. The Saturday game had a 1 p.m. start at 11 a.m. I would say the night, I think it was the night before, Jeff Fletcher tweeted out that Shohei was going to be pitching in his last spring training game on the backfields. And for those of you who have been to the Tempe Diablo Complex, there's the main stadium with the very scenic view of the Buttes, and then there's about eight backfields. And on the farthest back backfield, there was an intra-squad game going on where Shohei was making his last tune-up against Angels low-mid-minor leaguers. And I kid you not, 200 to 300 fans came out to watch Shohei pitch in this game that was a controlled scrimmage. meant nothing, and people stayed through the sixth inning until he was finally done. I mean, there were probably 100 Japanese media members there. Mark Gubazal was there. Jeff Fletcher was there. The entire Angels cohort was out there watching Shohei. Did you say hi to Gooby and Fletch? Uh, I didn't. I'm not one who likes to bother those guys. Buddy's oh, game. I would have bothered them so badly. Hey, uh, come with me next year. We'll be there. Um, buddies gave him fist bumps. Apparently, Jeff Fletcher is wondering why the Angels' brass is so tight lipped about Shohei is quote unquote doing great. But granted, I thought about this a little bit. And if you're the Angels' front office staff, does it accomplish anything to say, oh, no, he's struggling? Like, this is a guy who's clearly hurting for confidence. Like, are you ever going to say anything other than that? No, never. That, that's never going to be something. I think that that was part of the reason he signed with the Angels. I, I don't know what happened in that meeting, um, but what I have to guess is that they said, Shohei, if you sign with us, we promise you that you're going to be our opening day DH. Um, by the way, it's Wednesday at around 10 o'clock p.m., we don't know if Shohei is going to be the DH tomorrow or not, but we'll know by 10 a.m. tomorrow. We'll know in tomorrow. 12 yeah. hours. Um, but you know, we we they probably said to him, Shohei, we are going to make you our opening day DH, and you're going to start. Oh, first beer. Cracking them. It's not the first. Tell them why we're Halos second. on tap. Halos on tap. 
We're always consuming at least one beer during this podcast. We're working on some Lagunitas IPA, uh, a staple of Northern California and beyond. No free ads. No free ads and a Miller Lite, which I believe we've hit before. We'll we'll have to be a little more original in, in coming weeks, but yeah, we're we're gonna bring some good uh, good beer in here. But yeah, we are called Halos on Tap for our new our new listeners. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, into my kind of back into the conversation about Shohei, I do believe that they promised him both the opening day DH spot and starting Game Four uh, as part of part of their pitch. I mean, yeah. why not? I mean, if I was Billy Epler, I would have done the same thing that. At some point in time, Shohei Otani is going to shine in the major leagues. Yeah. Do we think it's right now? I don't know. I think he needs at least a couple hundred plate appearances against major league pitching. Yeah. I mean, the general consensus among the anonymous fans I talked to at spring training was it's probably best for the guy to start in the minor leagues, but I just don't see how that was ever going to happen. Just makes my gut wrench a little bit thinking about the idea of having a guy like Nick Tropiano, who's proven himself at the major league level. Um, he's got he's got wins. When he got hurt, he looked great. He looked like a number really strong number three four starter, um, and he's now down in the minor leagues. Now we can afford it, but you know it's just um, I don't know. I will say about Shohei the hitter. I don't know if you watched the game on what was it Dodger game? Yeah, the Dodger game on Monday night. He took some good cuts. He, you know what happened? He went. He shortened up his stride. Yeah. He, 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 he took away that big leg kick. He started doing a little bit of a smaller toe tap and shortened up his swing a little bit. And yeah. he, I saw him, he, he went opposite way. Um, Very reminiscent of the transformation Angleton Simmons made when becoming a glove first shortstop to an all-around great player. So, um, I mean, I think the kid's such a good athlete. There's His talent's going to overplay his nerves at some point. Um I had a question for you. Sure. Which was better this spring, Shohei Otani's hitting or Shohei Otani's pitching, and against major league competition? Oh, Sophie's choice. Um, I mean, he he technically only pitched what two to three innings against major league competition. It's that game against the Rockies when he looked excellent for that. I, I you know if he if he's been holding back on us all spring, there's a chance he comes out there and he's been holding back on us all spring and just comes out like that first inning against the Rockies, popping 98 and just dicing guys up. Um, that was the question I asked my friends I was there at spring training with was maybe it's unlikely, but what if the guy just comes out being every in his first game being everything we've ever hoped, like sandbagging everybody? Yeah. What if it was that like slick, humid air in Arizona? He's ready for that dense, dry California weather. Um, I, I think it's a possibility. Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up this conversation on Shohei here, but I think just to kind of finally add um, final thoughts on that, I think that it is reasonable to expect him to struggle. I think there's reason to expect him to maybe see some time in the minors, but we can all hope, right? We yeah. all have hope. We're excited to see what happens tomorrow. For sure. Um, I think that takes us to the end of spring training takeaways and the kind of a wrap on spring training as a whole. Uh, 25-man roster, we saw Chris Young make it as the fourth outfielder, which... Expected. I think expected, but not something to get super excited about. I think I was a little more excited about EY Jr. and the spark he provides. I do Uh, like him. I I like him more. Um, But we didn't see a whole lot of Chris Young. And if yeah. he struggles, it's going to be. I mean, that's a that's a quick sw- that's a quick switch for Mike Sosha. Yeah. You know, if he's if Chris Young struggles. This is true. 
Um, let's see. And then infield, we saw Jeffrey Marte make the team, which I know I said last podcast would be a surprise to me. But actually, after watching spring training, I saw him pretty capably man first and third in the games I watched. He, I think, hit something to the tune of 340 in spring training. Producer Q. Can we get some numbers on Jeffrey Marte's spring? Oh, some numbers. Because he beat out the likes of David Fletcher. David Fletcher, uh, who I'm pretty sure, was always going to spend... He's going to be at the majors sometime in this year, but he was always going to start the year in AAA, in my opinion. So Ian Kinsler might be out right now. Ian right. Kinsler might be on the disabled list, and Jeff Fletcher uh, had a really good David take. Fletcher. He oh, said, Jeff Fletcher. Jeff Fletcher said that his boy David Fletcher uh, could potentially be a guy who takes that spot for a little bit. Okay. Jeffrey Marte batted 316 in 38 at bats, uh, one home run, three doubles, and uh, five strikeouts or six strikeouts to five walks, and stole a bag. That's a good spring. That's a great spring. That's a really and, spring. and he's versatile. He can play outfield, he can play first, he can play third. Jeffrey? Yeah. He has played outfield. I don't know if he, he can, can play. play outfield. We don't need him to. But yeah, he can't. No, we need, he's there as an infield sub. I mean, Chris Young is the clear fourth outfielder. Well, but. yeah, but I'm just saying, they, yeah. they, they have guys like... That, that's Billy Eppler's main thing, is they want versatility. versatility. Sure. Every player that's utility can play multiple positions. You have Chris Young who can play multiple... Out, all the, pretty much all the outfield positions. You have Jeffrey Marte who can play pretty much you know, the, the hot corner, first base. Then you have... Um, who's our other uh, backup? Oh, Valbuena. Valbuena. Valbuena can play all over the diamond, too. I saw some premium Valbuena bat flips as well in, in the two spring training games I watched. Just warms the heart. Who's starting at DH tomorrow? Shohei. Yeah, you think so too? I, like you said, I think that's probably what he was promised. Yeah. Yeah, especially if he's not pitching till game four. Yeah, he's he's starting at DH tomorrow. And I would say, I'd venture a guess to say maybe even uh, Friday as well. Are you... Do you, what, do you think that Luis Valbuena is at all upset about this? I think after last year, Valbuena should be happy to be on a major league roster. Yeah. So, granted, I but know his on base percentage was so good. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> second half of the season, That's, he did have a killer second half. Take take nothing away from that. I Luis Valbuena so hard at my kickball game today. Yeah, bases loaded, two outs, down one zero. Just came up there and just. Pretty much struck out, man. Oh. This guy was throwing heat, though. <laughs> you hate to hear that. Uh. I left that I left that game, and I was, I was, I was shaking. I was upset. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving Back along. Back to the 25-man roster. Back to uh, just, Halos just on to, tap from to, Feeney's kickball on tap. really quickly. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Marte played three games at outfield last year, and um, has played 30 career outfield games. He probably hasn't played that. I mean, he knows how to run out to left field. I'm not convinced he knows how to play left field. But anyway, that yeah. aside, let's move on to bullpen. Uh, yeah, Noe Ramirez. We saw Noe Ramirez make the team, and we saw a little bit of him last year. He was crafty, kind of fun to watch. Luke Bard. Luke Bard, the Rule Five pick, who got absolutely lit up in the spring training game I watched. Um, I know he's sort of an Epler type of the Blake Parker mold. Strikes out a lot of guys, doesn't walk a lot of guys, I guess induces a lot of swings and misses. He was inducing nothing but swings and rockets when I saw him. But, hey, maybe that's anecdotal evidence. Uh, Sent down Pena. 
Santana Pena, yeah. Um, Chris Carter. Disappointing. It's sad to see Chris Carter go. I think that... Uh, this is the guy who led the National League in home runs two years ago. I, I hope somehow he slips into our minor league system, but I think that um, somebody can pick him up on a major league deal here. Yeah. I mean... I don't know what the rules are on that. I don't know if he is... A, I think they have to cut him and he becomes a free agent. Yeah. The conjecture was that he might retire. I mean, I don't know. Teams have sort of... He had a good spring. Yeah. Teams have sort of wised up to the guy who can bop 35 home runs but hits about 160. If I am Chris Carter, and I know that the opening day DH for the Angels is Shohei Otani, I hang around a little bit in Salt Lake. Mm. That's uh, a good take. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I hang around a little bit down there. I don't hate that take. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for 25-man roster. You know no, the rest of them. Yeah, no, no major surprises. This week ahead... We, we've got four games against Oakland. Four games against a team that's supposed to be... I was surprised to read this. I mostly thought of Oakland as a minor league team masquerading as a major league squad. But... They're in, they've been listed they've, in some top tens. They've got some, some early season heat... That's not the right word. But some some positivity surrounding the team. A little traction, a little buzz. Yeah, exactly. Traction, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, they apparently have some guys who can really bop the ball. Kendall Graveman is your opening starter, rough, though. That's... Angels have torqued that guy in the yeah, past. We're, we Angels are, are looking to play against Kendall Graveman, Sean Manaya, Daniel Megden, and Andrew Triggs, games one through four. All those God, names. We light just... up Sean Manaya as well. Yeah. I... Well, this is where we make our predictions for the week. I think the Angels take at least two or three from this series. If anything less than two is a disaster. And three, I think, is expected. I think they're going to go two and two. I yeah. think they're going to win the first two games, and they're going to lose the second two games. I, we, the one Otani pitches. I do think that they're going to lose that game. I, I think we do really well against Sean Manaya and Kendall Graveman. The other two guys are a little bit of... You know, new blood for us, and and I think that who's pitching game three is it Shoemaker? Yeah, Shoey. That'll probably be a close game. Shoey's pitched really well in the latter. I mean, especially against the Dodgers this past week. He can week. find he, it though. If he can his find splitter it, he's looked be good. good in that game. He's always bad in April though. Yeah, he's always bad in April. Is tomorrow? Guess what? Tomorrow's not April. Tomorrow's March. Well, except tomorrow he's not pitching tomorrow. Yeah. He pitches on the thirty first. Hey, there we go. Chalk it up. Shoey win. That's it's a not April win. yet. All right. I'm going to go on record here and say I think the Angels are going to go 3-1. I bet they score more than 30 runs in four games. Nice. Hey. I, we appreciate I, I see. Well, I see that, though. I, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Can so see more it. than seven runs a game. Yeah. Okay. Or just one humongous game. <laughs> one, like, 20-2 to two game. Yeah, Sean Manaya game. But then lose the other three. Yeah. Well, Megan's going to go, like, three and two-thirds and give up, like, eight runs. Yeah. I bet. That's the Megan we know and love. Part of Texas A&M University. That's right. Casey, uh, Steve, what are what, what are we looking at this week? Yeah, the Angels are going to go one and three this week. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, this is a I'm, salty Royals fan talking. Yep. Take a drink, intern. Also, if if you are new to Halos on Tap, intern Casey Steve was also the only person who did not agree that the Angels were destined for a second wild card finish this season, and he bet us all a round of Irish car bombs at our favorite. Dive place Finn McCool's that the Angels would not make the playoffs. Interesting you bring that up right now. Uh, only because it's time to plug Finn McCool's 
They are our sponsor, and uh, they're our we, only sponsor. Well, yeah, our, our, well, we we have some unofficial ones, but they're yeah. pretty official. Uh, so, Quizzer, what tell us something about Fimicools? Fimicools, yeah, best Irish car bomb you won't remember tomorrow. There it is, Put and it on the billboard. Yeah, uh, if you are ever looking for a place to enjoy your St. Patrick's Day, Fimicools. I don't remember what happened. We'll see you um, in fifty-one weeks. Yes, looking forward to it. Anyways, back to uh, back to my take. The, the one and three start against the A's. Look, the A's are the scrappiest team in baseball. Uh, what is this, 2003? Yeah, no, it, it, it just continues on. They've got a guy on, on their team, Stephen Piscotti. You may have heard of him. He's just, he's just ready to wreck the Angels. And I, I know very little about the Angels. I'm honestly just giving this take to be a contrarian. Um, it's important on any sports podcast that you have this. But when I'm right, we can we can reflect back on my Stephen Piscotty take. On this moment, destroying. Yeah. Couple yeah. local guys on the A's. Couple local guys. You got Matt Chapman. Not Matt Olson. A uh, little little local guy, third baseman. You got uh, Caprillion. I don't know if Caprillion is making their roster, but he's like one of their top prospects. Yeah, from Beck, Beckman High School. That's right. If I, if I recall, James. Yeah. His mom was my principal. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Mrs. Caprillion. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Caprillion. Hi, Mrs. Caprillion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's see what, where where we go now. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that wraps up our our take on the next four games. We'll we'll check in again on Sunday and see where we're at. We should we should probably keep track of you know where we stand with our with our records. With our predictions. Yes. Yeah. Why don't you do that, intern? No, I'm, I'm, more, <laughs> I'm more honest. Good. Good. Just get, get me that Excel spreadsheet, spreadsheet on my desk by Monday. Uh, TPS okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, I think that takes us to our mailbag, which is, uh, which, producer Q. That is the sound of the mailbag opening. Our first question comes in from Superior, Wisconsin. That's actually true. I'm not Woo-hoo! making it up. Superior in the not, house. Not that, not that we've, that we've ever yeah. made yeah, that, that up. Happened. Taylor Olson asks... Do you think Pujols can play 100-plus games at first base this season? I will answer that because I addressed this a little bit earlier in our show um, a couple weeks ago. I think that he will. Um, I think they're going to run him out at first base every single day until he gets hurt. And I, I think he's in good shape. I believe you, Mr. Hallett, when you tell me hey, the man I've, looks good. I've got an eye for the male figure. <laughs> I think he looks good. I think he's healthy. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna play at least hundred games at first base this season. I'm. I'm right there with you. I, it's not so much as a matter of can he, but it's a matter of he has to, because unless Shohei sucks, we're not gonna trot Valbuena out there for more than, especially given that the guy's also gonna cover third on occasion. Valbuena's not gonna play more than 40, 50 games at first base. In in my opinion. So, I, I I don't see any other situation. And we actually saw, obviously, anecdotal evidence, but Albert made a nice diving stop in the Dodgers series at first base. Like, looks... I also saw that guy move on the Angleton Simmons single in, on Monday faster than I have since maybe 2014. Like, normally you see him start to kind of like chug, 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 chug around the bases. It actually looked... Like a a runner, and not a guy who accidentally like made it out onto second base after too many beers. It was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. As as a fan of not just a fan of the Angels, but as a fan of the game, 
So, anyway, we're, we're rooting for a healthy Albert this year. We're kind of high on Albert over here. We are praising him. Now I feel like my hopes are way, way too high. Yeah, well, you know, we can always take it back come Sunday. True. Over under one and a half stolen bases for Albert Pujols this Over. Season. He always sneaky steals four to five bases yeah. when no one's watching. He has stolen 2017, 16, 15, and 14 respectively. Three, four, five, and five bases. Easy. Give me something. Give me something hard. And we'll, we'll see. We'll we'll reconvene at the end of September. We'll talk about Albert Pujols' stolen base. Right. Hey, you heard it here first. Next question. All right. Next mailbag question comes from at Exit on Catel, our friends down in Newport Beach. Ask Newport? us who pitches the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. Presuming, I guess, the situation being winning by fewer than three runs. To start or after the first week. <laughs> uh, let's say mid, late May, early June. Who's pitching seventh, eighth, ninth? Okay, I think that Cam Bedrosian's gonna be closing games. I agree with that. I think Jim Johnson will be in the eighth, mm. and I think Keenan Middleton will be pitching the seventh. Okay, so no Blake Parker at all. I think we've seen the Blake best. Parker's better days. I we were so, we came in here episode one. Fully on board with Blake Parker. And then I watched him just have an abysmal spring. And I know how much he needed the spring last year. Yeah, I mean, that's the only reason he made the team last exactly. year. Exactly. I'm going to go maybe even one step further. I think Keenan will be in that mix. I think we start seeing, and don't kill me, I think we start seeing Jose Alvarez in the 7th, 8th. That guy's looked rock solid this spring. And it seems... As fickle as bullpens are, it seems like the Angels' springs have translated pretty well into major major league seasons. So, I, you know, who knows if he falls into a crater, turns back into a pumpkin over over the summer, the dog days of summer. But he had a great spring, and I I think we may see him put into critical situations until he proves he can't handle them. He had the best ERA of any pitcher on the Angels roster who pitched more than seven innings this spring. He was he was pretty lights out this spring. And, That's good to hear. I, and I, he's been a guy who I once referred to as the lefty no outs guy uh, in the past. So I'm I'm a doubter on Jose Alvarez, but we keep going back to him. There's yeah. got to be a reason he's always in this mix. He, there's got to be a reason, and hopefully this year we see it. It's like the Godfather. He's like Al Pacino in Godfather Part Three. You know, every time he. Tries to get out, he claws his way back in. Yep. Next question. Uh, last mailbag question comes from Russell Frank. Russell asks, who do you think could eat the most hot dogs in one sitting on the Angels? I was about to say, just generally. <laughs> just general. I'm going to go with Casey, Steve. No. Let's go. So, Angels players that can eat the most hot dogs. Yeah, why don't we work our way around? We'll start with Casey, Steve. Uh, so you guys have been talking quite a bit about Albert Pujols, his, his fitness. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sold. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's just, he's just waiting to, waiting to find his vice again. And, uh, I, I think he's, you know, as kind of the doldrums of the season hit, uh, Albert's going to be eating a lot of hot dogs again. Uh, so Albert, uh, you're going to slow down. I'm going to go ahead and say, you don't get more than, you don't get more than three stolen bases this year. Reverting back to the previous... Well, the over-under was 1.5. It was so. 1.5, but it needs to be adjusted to, you know, reflect. Okay. Stolen <clears throat> performance. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think Albert eats the most. And he, he'll be putting that to, to practice 
I'm going to guess Matt Shoemaker. He's Ooh. a big guy. He's got the beard. I'm sure he's put down his fair share of hot dogs in his day. Um, Wait, so, does, does, does a beard indicate how many yeah, hot dogs? Somewhat. What, a, think, what about skinny hipsters? Oh, Those guys have thick beards. and. I'm pretty sure Matt Shoemaker weighs like 225 pounds, though. Okay. Well, you know... We, we just have to challenge each other on these things. That's fair. I, I can justify my answer. Tough yeah. but fair. And Shoemaker, he's a little bit older guy, I think, but yeah, who knows? Where, where is he from? Early 30s, he's, Michigan. He's from, he's from, from Michigan. Michigan. Eastern Michigan guy. Yeah. Might as well be Ohio. Undrafted yeah. prospect out of... This will be Middle America. I'm, Eastern Michigan. I'm going Matt Shoemaker. Pick someone better, I dare you. All right, done. Shohei Otani. Been watching Kobayashi... Four years. Wow. <laughs> Kobayashi doesn't stand anything against Joey Chestnut. It's already proven that doesn't Americans matter. are better I know that six foot four, 210 pound Shohei Otani soaking can, wet can, will dip those hot dogs in the water, eat them whole. Shohei is, Otani wins. Why is Otani wet? I don't think he weighs 200 <laughs> Okay. We um I wish this this question was expanded like or asked last week when we had a forty man roster because we would have got some Chris Carter, well, Chris Carter, Juan Gratterall. I think Juan Gratterall <laughs> just have, cooks hot dogs. Great hot dogs in Salt Lake City, I hear. So Chris Carter's in luck. Hopefully, he hangs out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to expand the scope of this question to the Angels coaching staff, and this may <laughs> oh. be this may be low hanging fruit, but I've got to go with Mike Sosha, and <laughs> this is Jeez. solely based. On an incredible story I heard that I think just deserves more publicity. I heard this from my friend's dad over spring training, that apparently Mike Sosha on those great Dodgers teams of the 1980s was renowned for his absolute hatred of anything fitness-related. So, anyway, unbelievable defensive catcher, but they're trying to get him to lose weight. And so this was in the early days of exercise bikes <laughs> so they're trying they in actually install like i guess a 1980s style peloton in his hotel room and say you have to be doing this is spring training in like vero beach florida or whatever they say you need to be doing 20 miles on this bike a day or or else some sort of further conditioning will will follow and so it was one of those first bikes that could actually track your fitness. And a couple days go by, he's doing 20 miles a day. A week goes by, he's doing 20 miles a day. Two weeks go by, he's doing 20 miles a day. And they're all super impressed with, with Mike's workout regimen. And so anyway, I guess some higher up comes down to Sosha's hotel room to congratulate him on his incredible work ethic on this 1980s Peloton, opens the door, and Sosha's lying on the couch, eating a pizza, while there's a Dominican <laughs> on the Peloton, just furiously pedaling away, that apparently Sosha was paying him about five cents a day to do 20 miles on the Peloton. Oh my god. So I don't know if that's true, but it, doesn't matter. it sounds like it has to be. I don't care, that's so, true. Anyway. Count Sosha for my my that was league, awesome. my angels leader in hot dogs, but maybe one day we'll get him on the show. We can ask him about we that. We can. I'm, I'm sure he would neither confirm nor deny, or, or just deny. But 
I mean, he's not going to confirm or deny the Dominican part. Right. The rest is true. The rest yeah. is true. You know, I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't tell you if it was a Dominican, but that happened. But it happened. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that closes up for the mailbag, right? There we go. That's the mailbag closing. Oh, is it time? Is it time for our world famous show tunes? Wow. Most popular segment. This we're, is we're getting incredible feedback on show incredible tunes feedback. So Thank you guys. We you know we love we love hearing your show tunes suggestions. And we know that you're still listening because you're waiting for show tunes to come on to listen. To this we save it like weekend update on SNL. Exactly. And we also know there's some of you who just skipped the first 40 minutes of this podcast straight to show tunes. So we're gonna throw a curveball next week. And mix it up so you can't skip right to it. You have to listen to the whole thing to find it. You're going to have to find it. Yeah, if, that, if you're one of those people right now, rewind. You missed a lot of valuable content. Right. You missed the Dominican story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome, though. At the very least. Yeah, but yeah, th- welcome, thanks for welcome joining. Welcome to Halo's on Tap. Now that you fast forward <laughs> all the way to this point in the podcast. All right. Why don't you explain to our listeners what Showtunes is? Showtunes is, for Shohei, our weekly recommendation on one topic for something that will help him assimilate into American culture and just become more comfortable in the world of Major League Baseball as he attempts to adapt. So this week, given that Shohei's had a bit of a rough run in the early going... We're not going to sugarcoat it. Well, I don't think we did, but (laughs) we... (laughs) We're talking slump busters, things to do when it seems like absolutely nothing is going your way. Confidence builders. Confident confidence bu- boosters, exactly. So why don't we why don't we lead with producer or uh, intern Casey Steve? Why, why don't you lead us off with uh, show show slump busters? Perfect. All right. So I, I I've only spent a, a little time around Anaheim, Newport, you name it. Our Midwest friend. He likes it. He yeah, it's, it out it's, there. it's a comfortable place, uh, but without a doubt, the most comfortable place is Malarkey's. If you guys haven't been to Malarkey's yet, <laughs> good lord, we just keep plugging these Irish bars. Yeah, let me tell you what, uh, there is not a place to <laughs> to uh, bust a slump <laughs> more than at Malarkey's, and <laughs> damn it, let, let me tell you why. We don't we don't edit this show by the way, so that's that's staying in. Oh, no. We have really a no edits policy. Keep going. Yeah, so you have a great crowd there, most important. And Shohei, if you do go there, you might run into this guy, Jackie Crazy. Oh, they he's, get along so well. Yeah. No, ja- Jackie Crazy's he's everyone's hype man. And you know, when, when things are, are looking looking pretty grim, you find Jackie Crazy, he brightens your day, he gets you back on the horse. You know, re- ready, ready to you know throw eight innings, two run ball. Uh, maybe that's optimistic. But uh, you know, on top of that, there, you get a lot of a lot of happy people drinking, and uh, I don't think that he would have a. He's he's twenty one. He can do that. Shohei, go to Malarkey's, turn your season around, and you know maybe run into Jackie Crazy. Great place to watch a guy get punched out of a bar onto a Maserati. Yeah, that's. My enduring memory of malarkeys. Anyway, uh, producer Q, slump busters. Let me go a little bit off the radar here. Uh, I'm going to say he should go down to San Diego and play a game of stickball with some of the guys down on the beach there. And just, okay. it'll, it'll look like an unassuming guy walking up, he'll just obliterate people at their own game. Mm. He goes in, 
picks it up on the fly and, and just cranks the ball all over the place. She's saying the 6'3 Japanese guy who's the most hyped major league player ever will be able to anonymously play some stick ball on the beaches of San Diego. <laughs> that is what I'm implying. Great. Yes. Okay. I, I can't disagree. Um, or go take a surf lesson. He's probably never surfed before. Yeah, that's actually get, actually uh, like a legitimately yeah. good suggestion get, get, for him. Get get like Which out means on the water a little get bit. Get the hell out with that. A little that. bit of yeah. Uh, yeah. Too thoughtful. And uh, get someone out there who can teach him how to surf. He's an athletic guy, obviously. He does it for a What if he's terrible at it though? What if he I, can't I, catch a wave? Listen, I'm an and he just needs to go sit out there on a surfboard and just gel. Hey, don't underestimate shark attacks in Southern California, all right? You don't want your your star getting Brittany Hamilton. Yes, we use star. Wow, that's, that's star. That's star. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Brittany. Zero shark 30. Oh, Brittany Hamilton's not a fan of the show. I'm sure she's not listening. All right, my turn. I'm going to go the complete left direction. I think the boy needs to stunt. I need, think he needs to go and ball out. He needs to go to Coachella. He needs to he, he needs to be up there in the VIP. He needs to go hang out with some Lakers. And he just needs to feel like he is the man. Because yeah. I think if he does and he goes out there, um, his confidence will be back to where it needs to be. We we talk we we keep going back to like Encore Beach Day Club in the left field of Angel Stadium. We are too we need to broaden our horizons here. So, Anyways, Coachella, lock it in. Yeah, so the uh, the team's going to be in Kansas City playing against KC Steve's team, and Shohei will not be there because he's going to be a weekend one of Coachella instead. Right. They well, probably have some VR experience that you know you can, you can go ahead and plug in. He'll feel like he's there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go directly back to my Little League days. Whenever I was in a slump, come seventh or eighth grade, I just stopped wearing a cup. Ooh. I hey, is there <laughs> something? There's something freeing about it. Yeah, maybe it's that ever-present threat of danger. Whatever it was, I started hitting like a monster whenever I loosened myself of that burden, and I'm gonna suggest you do the same. Shohei goes cupless, and uh, that's that's how we're that's how we're gonna wrap up Shohei Show Tunes. Oh yeah, episode four coming to an end here, I believe. We got opening day tomorrow. Oh, okay. Couple things to look out for this week. Look and see. We got to figure out who this opening day DH is gonna be. Where we you know we were saying Shohei could be Valbuena. We could be surprised by everything. Um, we got a bunch of pitchers we faced before in the past coming up this week. Yeah, Sean Manaya. We've got Kendall Graveman. Mengden. Guys, we can hit. All right? We had a lot to look forward to. Keep an eye out on Ian Kinsler. We hope he's in the lineup tomorrow. Ian, get well soon. Andrew Heaney. We want good progress on Andrew Heaney this week. We'd like to see him in the next couple weeks. Yeah. We need to see that. Um, But but this is is a team I am... I would say the difference is I am legitimately excited for this team versus making excuses and wishing for the best possible which I have done for the past couple of years. This is this it's is the, the best Angels product moment. they put on the field in a long time, and we get to watch them tomorrow play for we, real. Yeah, they've there are no visible holes in that starting lineup, and we we get to watch them tomorrow. So let's do it. With that being said, thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to follow us at Halos on Tap. Um, Signing off, we're I'm Mr. Hallett, and I'm Sean. Have a pleasant. Open day.
I think, I think I see where it going with this one, E.